So how do we uh, learn to listen to his voice? Uh, I love listening to dramatized plays or audiobooks, and I can listen to them when I'm in the car, when I'm ironing, washing up, doing any other domesticated chore. Um, but if I try and listen to them and read emails or have a look at the BBC news feed, I couldn't tell you what had happened in that story. I can still hear the play, but I am not truly listening. And sometimes that's how we are with God. He can be speaking to us as we've asked him to in our prayers, but we're not tuned into his voice. Imagine if when we've arranged to have a coffee with a friend, we sit down and they start talking and we're scrolling through Instagram, Snapchat, whatever their latest thing is. Um, we can hear them, but we're not listening to them. We wouldn't do it. But I'm ashamed to say that's how I am with God sometimes. I rush into his presence, maybe remembering to say thank you, and then I roll off a list of prayer requests, amen, and I'm off. Not thinking or stopping to hear his heart for those people or that situation that I've just prayed for. But we come from a starting point of confidence that he does speak and it is possible to know his voice. Can we have the first reading, please? Which is from John 10, verses 3 and 4. The, gate, the gatekeeper opens the gate for the shepherd, and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has bought out all his own, he goes on ahead of them, and his sheep follow him because they know his voice. Thank you. From this passage, we can see that the sheep listen, and then they know his voice. Now, I don't know much about sheep, but I imagine it takes more than one go for them to recognize the voice of the shepherd. So for us, there is time and there is effort involved. What is it like to hear from God? We have the second reading, please, from 1 Samuel 3. The Lord called out Samuel, and Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am, you called me. Then Eli realized that the Lord was calling the boy. So Eli told Samuel, Go and lie down, and if he calls you, say, Speak, Lord. Your servant is listening. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. The Lord came and stood there, calling as at all the other times, Samuel, Samuel. Then Samuel said, speak, for your servant is listening. Thank you. So think about Eli and Samuel. They were living in the temple, and Eli was a priest serving the Lord. The Bible says this was a time when words of the Lord were rare and there were not many visions. So perhaps Eli was no longer uh, tuned in to hear from the Lord, which is why it took three times before he considered that Samuel's voice might have been God. The Lord was persistent and Samuel was willing, and he then had to deliver a difficult message from God to Eli. Once Samuel had realized the voice was the Lord's, he could then recognize him the next time he spoke. 
This communication with God encourages our faith and enables us to step out more bravely. For Samuel, it was a voice, and it may be that for some of us. It's not like that for me. It's more of a sense of something being said. So let's look at Jesus and one of his most profound encounters. Reading three, please. At this, she turned round and saw Jesus standing there, but she did not realize it was Jesus. He asked her, Woman, why are you crying? Who is it you are looking for? Thinking he was the gardener, she said, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you've put him, and I will get him. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned towards him and cried out in Aramaic, Rabbani, which means teacher. Thank you. This is such a lovely passage. The tenderness which you feel comes through Jesus just by saying Mary's name. At once she knows him. She sees him with her heart and he affirms her by saying her name. So Jesus loves us and wants to communicate with us, wants to have a two-way relationship with us. And it is our desire too. So when do we hear from God? The fourth reading, please, from Jeremiah. While Jeremiah was still confined in the courtyard of the guard, the word of the Lord came to him a second time. This is what the Lord says. He who made the earth, the Lord, will, the Lord who formed it and established it, the Lord is his name. Call to me and I will answer you and tell you great and unsearchable things you do not know. Thank you. So the Lord says, call to him and he will answer. So what more could we ask for? We hear from God when we call to him. So looking at being a little practical and how we can get better at listening to God, well, by spending time being still and waiting rather than rushing in and out of his presence, allowing ourselves to recognize the voice of God in our hearts. This will require testing what we think we hear. Does it reflect the truth of the Bible? By considering our relationship with God as two-way as any human friendship, he is still God, but Jesus is also our friend and wants to have a full relationship with him. This will involve us practicing listening to him, and the more we do this, the better we will recognize his voice and be able to chat along the way in that companionable way we do with friends. Our imagination can play an important part in this listening as we allow God to speak through it. Our spirits have become one with God's, and so those thoughts or pictures are never just us, because God's spirit and ours are both engaged, agreeing and conversing, peppered with our own personality, as relationships always are. So don't discard those thoughts that come to you as just me, but take a moment to see if it's the Lord's voice, for in his presence there is great blessing. Sue is now going to describe three different ways of listening to God. Thank you, Sarah. We've all, who have, all of us who have come to know God personally, have encountered him, as it were, through the words of the Bible. Because Jesus is God's living word, as, we, as we've heard this evening. And we learn about Jesus through the words of the Bible. <clears throat> but 
For some of us, the Bible and words themselves are very important. We love them. And hearing God through words becomes our preferred method, if you like, our preferred way of hearing his voice. Some of us, and this I'm going to call the scholar. We're just using them. these as sort of general titles. They're not literally the scholar, but uh, this is my first sort of type of person, if you like. And we are people who love words. We love reading them, writing them, studying them. I'm smiling at Jack because he's always scribbling words. But words are to us uh, beautiful and life-giving, and we enjoy them. And so for us, often we hear God's voice through um, some scripture, maybe our daily reading, and a verse jumps out at us, or a phrase, or perhaps when we're praying, something from the Bible that we have known and memorized over the years comes into our mind. And that, for the scholar, if you like, is um, uh, one way of them hearing God's voice, of listening to him. I'm reminded of a dear friend of mine who was reading a book on theology, a theological book uh, by a chap called Timothy Keller. And um, she was moved to tears as she read this theology, uh, which made me smile because um, I'm sometimes moved to tears reading theology, but not um, because I think God's speaking to me. <laughs> um, secondly, we have what I like to refer to as the prophet. And... These are those of us who seem sometimes to have like a hotline to God. Is my PowerPoint not working? That's such a shame, isn't it? Oh, there we go. That was the scholar, and now it's the prophet. Um, yeah, these are those of us who uh, feel very close to God sometimes. We feel as though we hear his voice almost in our guts. Uh, they're people who, they are those of us who... Um, have maybe a strong sense of intuition. Uh, we feel like God speaks into our hearts, perhaps through worship or in times alone with him. And sometimes it's not easy for us to describe quite how this is or what it actually looks like or feels like. It's just as though we know it. We know that we know that we know that the Lord has been speaking to us. Uh, it can feel quite supernatural, which is very precious. And in some ways, it can be almost otherworldly, as though we're in the throne room, if you like, with God himself. And we think of the great prophets of the Bible who see visions and are able to um, proclaim God's word to his people. Ezekiel with his vision of dry bones and Isaiah with his vision of the Lord lifted and in glory, lifted up, just as we were singing tonight. And thirdly, we have what I like to call the gardener. Now, these are those of us who perhaps don't feel very spiritual sometimes. Perhaps we look at others and think they really hear from God. They're really good at listening to God, but I'm really not. Often we uh, think of ourselves as very practical, down-to-earth sort of people, uh, people who perhaps, yeah, don't have those sort of supernatural type experiences or feelings, but we hear God through the everyday. So we hear him as we are, yeah, perhaps gardening, but also peeling the potatoes or watching a film or talking to a friend. 
It's as though we sense the peace of God, perhaps, when we look at a sunset, or we have a sense of God's delight in us when our dog comes and greets us. So everyday things can make us hear from God, can make us think differently about things, can make us think differently about ourselves and God. And I think of the person um, in the Bible called Solomon. He, a book called the Book of Proverbs is attributed to Solomon. And Proverbs is wisdom from God that comes from all over the world and comes from everyday life experiences. So we know that God is speaking all the time through creation, through his people, through normal everyday stuff that happens to us. So God loves to speak and he has primarily spoken to us in the person of Jesus who we read about and get to know through the Bible. But he has continued to speak to us in all these many and varied ways. And it might be that one of those types of ways, as it were, resonates with you more than another. But I'd encourage you to perhaps explore the others or be open to the others. And I'd also just remind us all that not one way is better than another. Absolutely not. They are all equally valid and important ways of listening to God. Now, Charlie is just going to lead us in some prayer before we uh, carry on thinking. Thank you, Charlie. Oh, no mic. <laughs> Let's enter now into a time of prayer. This evening we are looking at how we can better listen to God. So let's still our hearts and minds before the Lord as we enter now into this moment of prayer. As we pray, let's try our hardest to tune out the noise of our thoughts and focus on God's voice. So after each section of my prayer, I'm going to leave a bit of space for us to listen to what God is saying to us and our prayers. And we can say our own silent prayers in response in that section. So, Lord as we enter this prayer, we turn our eyes on what's going on in the wider world, specifically in the nation of Pakistan. We ask you, Lord, for your hand to be working amidst the chaos caused by the catastrophic flooding there. For all the people who have lost their homes, their livelihoods and loved ones, we ask for your comfort and strength to be upon them. For all the relief efforts and reconstruction schemes we ask that you can provide for and restore that land following the devastation that has occurred. While the short-term effects of these floods are devastating, long-term effects have yet to be sown. So, Lord, we ask that you can be providing hope and peace to those across that nation. So let's just have a moment to yeah, hear, hear from the Lord now before we move on. Next, Lord, we look um, closer to home. We look to Europe, to the ongoing war in Ukraine. Sometimes it can be hard for us to know what to do when faced with something that seems so large and so beyond our control. So we look to you, Lord, to comfort and guide us when we don't know what to do or say or what to pray. 
And in light of that, Lord, we ask that you can speak to us and speak a supernatural sense of peace to fall upon both Ukraine and Russia. We ask for an end to the violence and for the conflict and for tranquility to be restored across both nations. There are fears that the conflict near the nuclear power plant could cause irreparable damage to the nation and surrounding areas. And as power supply is cut off, we pray that you, Lord, can protect the people and the workers in the surrounding areas and provide for those who are at risk of losing electrical power on top of facing life under occupation. We lift these prayers to you, Lord, and ask that you can speak to us now. Next of all, we look to the trouble occurring in our own nation. The cost of living crisis has already affected so many across the UK with rising prices of bills, fuels and maintenance and will continue to do so um, in the time being, Lord. So in response of that, Lord, we ask that you can be spreading a spirit of generosity, community and charity amidst our nation. We have seen the amazing generosity um, from churches and local communities during the pandemic. And we ask you, Lord, to be moving in us once again and our nation to help us see how we can better help one another. Mm. As well, Lord, we pray for our government, councils and ministers to make the best decisions to provide for and help those who are struggling in this time, especially amidst the uncertainty in the leadership of the Conservative Party at the moment. And we give all these things to you, Lord, and once again ask that you can speak to us. And next, Lord, we um, pray a prayer of thanks. Um, a few weeks ago, many of our young people here at this church went on a week away. Um, our downloaders went away. We want to pray a thank you for all the things that happened on that week. For the gift of your spirit moving amongst them. For all the relationships built and fun times shared, Lord. And we you know, ask that you can help us to remember that um, these weeks or weekends spent away and all our time we spend with God as well, are not just one moment, but they're part of an eternal journey with God. And it's a privilege to be a part of that story. So in light of that, Lord, I want to thank you for all our young people that went on this trip, and all the young people that didn't as well, for their faith in you, their gifts, and their growth, and I lift up all those who served on that week as well. And let's remember our own place in that eternal story, Lord. Let's take a moment again to listen to your voice. And finally, Lord, um, we pray for our country. Across the country, children, young people and students are returning to school and many are starting new classes, new schools or new places. And so, Lord, we ask that you can work amidst them to give them confidence, not only in who they are in you, Lord, but in you and they learn and that they can learn to listen to you throughout that time, no matter how busy they are. Give them strength and give us strength, courage and wisdom as well as we go out into the world. And Lord, we ask that we can learn how to tune in to your voice, how in the busy moments of our work, we can take that time to hear what you are speaking to us in any way, and no matter how we do that, Lord, whether we do it in silence or in busyness, Lord, we ask that you can speak to us. And so, Lord, we gather up all these prayers before you, who hears all our cries of both happiness 
and joy and all our fears and anxieties as well. And we ask that you can teach us to hear your voice in response to how you listen to us. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Um, if you could stand now, we are going to sing uh, Waiting Here for You. If you are able, please do stand. Lord, we are indeed waiting here for you. Lord, your people are waiting for you to speak to us. And we thank you as we wait in expectancy. Amen. Please do sit. So we're now going to come to our practicing time, our practical. And we're going to practice listening to the Lord by asking Jesus some questions. So Sue's already said, let's acknowledge that we are all different um, and that maybe for those of us who are more extrovert, spending an extended time in silence might be a bit of a challenge. Or for those um, that are more introverted, of course you might be saying, thank you Lord, some peace and quiet at last. Um, but praise God, he knows us. And none of our character traits are an issue to him speaking to us. There is paper and pen under each chair, so if you would find it helpful to write things down, then please do. With a, a humble and open heart, there is no right or wrong way to enter the Lord's presence. Standing, sitting, kneeling, all are acceptable. This may be quite new to some people here tonight or at home, so please don't worry if you feel uh, nothing comes to you during this time. Just be aware of the Lord, and you may hear from him during the next worship song, or through a conversation later, or when you get home. Remember, we have a God who loves to hear from us, and also who loves us to know his voice. So let's practice this together and wait for the Lord who speaks to speak to our hearts. So let's pray. Lord, we invite you into our hearts now. Your children are here to listen to you. Please speak to us. Word of God, speak. Would you pour down like rain washing our eyes to see your majesty, to be still and know that you are in this place. Please let us stay and rest in your holiness. The Lord says, join me in the meeting place of your heart. So keep your eyes closed and imagine yourself in a place you feel comfortable in. This may be a familiar place at home or in the garden, a place where you've been on holiday, or just somewhere you imagine you'd like to be. And when you're sitting down and comfortable, imagine Jesus coming to you. He's come to spend some time with you.
and he invites you to ask him some questions. So Jesus, what do you like about me and why? Jesus, what is grieving you at the moment and why? Jesus, what is exciting you now and why? Jesus, if you wanted to t play a game with me, what would it be and why?
Jesus, if you wanted to take me somewhere, where would it be and why? Lord Jesus, thank you so much for your promise to always be with us through your spirit and for your desire to speak with us. We pray that the words you have spoken tonight will not be lost in the busyness of life, but that they will be stored up in our hearts as treasures from you. In your name, amen. <clears throat> 